Podcast Answer Man, episode number 294. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends, and taking your show to the next level is exactly one of the main focuses of this episode, this 294th episode of Podcast Answer Man. I am going to be talking to you today, or actually sharing with you, a conversation with Mike and Isabel Russell from Music Radio Creative on how you can take the audio branding of your podcast to a whole new level. So excited about that. Also, in this episode, I am going to share a social media segment with my good friend and social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher. Actually, we recorded this conversation two weeks ago about the Facebook open graph, but um, or search graph, whatever it's called. Anyway, but I'm finally going to be able to put that into this week's episode. And, of course, there's going to be plenty more. To get things started, however, I want to start off with a personal plug of the week. Now, as you guys know, I am in the middle of a podcasting A to Z session, actually getting ready to enter into the fourth and final week of this course, and already several of my students have launched successful podcasts, and they're getting ready to load up into iTunes. Now, I have never done this one before. This blows my mind. I want to share with you the best audio intro that I have ever heard in my life for a podcast, for a first episode. Now, certainly I've heard great audio quality, but I absolutely love what Dane Sanders from FastTrackPhotographer.com has done. It is out of this world. Now, this podcast isn't not, it is not officially launched yet, but he actually recorded an intro episode, episode 000, I'll put a link to it in the show notes over at podcastanswerman.com slash 294. But I'm just going to click play, and I want you to hear how this podcast starts, and I absolutely love it. Listen up. Sometimes in life, it's just not evident. It's not obvious. Where do you go when the answer isn't clear? Where do you go when you need help? When, when photography and business they're not in sync. They're not working. My creativity isn't coming together. And maybe it's beyond photography. Maybe it's in writing or it's in producing or creating something uh, that you want someone else to appreciate. When you're making your art, where do you go when you're coming up against a problem that seems insurmountable? Where do you go when you need to have it all come together? Well, I'm Dane Sanders, and I want to welcome you to the very first episode of Converge.
Hey everyone, my name is Dane Sanders. This is Converge, the business of creativity. And it's the inaugural episode where I get a chance to share a little bit about what the heck is going on here and invite you into the conversation. And I'm not kidding. All right, <laughs> really so there you go. You will All right, so playing. anyway, that is how he... Oh, I loved it. It wasn't immediately episode number such and such like I do. It wasn't immediately jump right into the music. It was like this little monologue. And I just I just thought it, it added so much drum, dramatic effect to the opening of the show, and I, I just fell in love with the way he did it. So, Dane, congratulations on that. If you guys want to, you can see that... Uh, well, like I said, I'll, I'll just put a link to it. It's it's kind of difficult right now because this thing's kind of in limbo until he officially launches. But if you guys are interested, this is going to be the Converge Podcast. Converge Podcast with Dane Sanders, the business of creativity. And it, it's actually for photographers and creatives who are interested in business. All right. And like I said, best audio episode or best audio intro that I've ever heard Absolutely love it. Congratulations. Go check it out. Uh, Again, I'll put a link to it at podcastanswerman.com slash 294. If you go and check out his podcast and uh, you end up liking it, make sure that you let Dane know that you heard about him from the podcast, Answer Man. All right. So before we get into our audio branding discussion, I want to go ahead and play for or tell you about not play for you but i'm going to tell you about the platform conference the platform conference is coming up february 11th through the 13th in nashville tennessee this is a conference put together by michael hyatt uh, and he is going to be uh, devoting this conference to helping people successfully learn how to build and grow their platform you can learn more about it at platformconference.tv i will be speaking there Pat Flynn will be speaking there, and some other wonderful people, including Michael uh, Hyatt, uh, Carrie Wilkerson of the Barefoot Ex- Executive. Lots of us, are, well, not lots of us, just a few of us are speaking there, but we would love for you to come. If you want, there, I believe there's still a couple tickets left. You, you can use promo code CLIFF, C-L-I-F-F, in the uh, cart there, and it will get you $100 off the cost of the conference. So again, if, if getting uh, out to the conference to hear me and Pat speak in one place, uh, hopefully you'll maybe be enticed to come out to Nashville. We would love to see you there. And if you do, Pat and I are teaming up together to actually host a meetup for the folks in Nashville. So if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash Nashville, again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash Nashville, that's going to forward you to a Facebook event that Pat and I have set up, and uh, we already have, I, I can't remember, but I think the last we've seen, we've already got 30 people who have signed up to come to the meetup, and we would love to invite you, if you're in the Nashville area and you want to come and join us at our meetup, podcastanswerman.com slash Nashville, Pat Flynn, myself, hosting that in um well, I, I tell you what, let me just look up the details real quickly here. It is going to be on Tuesday, February 12th, 2013 at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that is going to be at the Fido. Um, it's it's actually the, it's we have a room at Fido, a cool little coffee, wine, beer, and food joint. So feel free to save your appetite for the evening if you wish. So there you go. Come on out Feb- Tuesday, February 12th. 8 p.m., Pat Flynn and I hosting a meetup. We would love to have you join us. And then 
Also, I do want to let you know uh, that Social Media Marketing World is coming up. Now, I have not been um, you know, promoting this until now. Uh, because I, I did want to make sure that uh, as many people came to New Media Expo as possible. But I do have another big trip to the West Coast coming up. It's going to be in San Diego on April 7th, 8th, and 9th. And I am going to be speaking there. Pat Flynn also is going to be speaking at that conference. Again, that's Social Media Marketing World. And if you want to use my affiliate link to sign up for that, you can. The affiliate link that I'm going to give you is gspn.tv slash social media, all one word, gspn.tv slash social media. would love to have you come out to San Diego. Actually, I'm bringing my entire family of five. Stephanie and our three children will be in San Diego, not necessarily going to bring the family to the conference, but uh, I am bringing the whole family to San Diego, and we're planning on going to the San Diego Zoo the the Legoland and some other wonderful things that are uh, to do as a family there in San Diego. But anyway, just want to let you know, Platform Conference coming up, uh, platformconference.tv, promo code Cliff, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in April, gspn.tv slash social media. And now, my friends, it is time to talk about audio branding for your podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody, it is now time for me to introduce to you two very great friends that I am so excited to have had the opportunity to finally meet in person. I have on the line with me right now no none other than Mike and Isabella Russell from Music Radio Creative. Mike, Isabella, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Cliff. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, as you've mentioned, it was absolutely amazing to meet you in Vegas. And we are honored to be here. So thank you. Cliff, it's a great pleasure to be here. And a podcast that's given me so, in, so much inspiration over the years to finally be on it is amazing. Well, I, I just want to give folks who are listening to Podcast Answer Man a little bit of a history. Unfortunately, I have not talked about you guys up until now. But uh, we've been interacting via email, I'd say for, I don't know, about six months or more. And you guys have had just an amazing success with building a business online, creating audio branding for podcasters, but also for radio personalities around the world and and all sorts of other things. What I would like to do is give people a little bit of a background of how you got started in doing what you're doing today with music radio creative so first i guess if you whoever wants to answer this uh what is music radio creative and how did it get started well it all got started in my bedroom in 2004 (laughs) uh my background in in radio i uh set up a website and um Basically, my my first thought was just to put my voice out there and see whether I could sell it online. And um, it went from there. And then Isabella got involved later on and and started to take hold of the business side of things and actually make it work as a business rather than just a a hobby as as these things tend to start. And then then it went further. Well, to give you an idea, actually, how did I get involved with business? Um, I was a full-time banker um, and uh, we decided to have a baby. So therefore, that was a great opportunity for us to say, well, actually, we should work together because we love working together. We've always done it and, you know, it worked great. Um, So having a baby was an excuse to do Music Radio Creative full time for me from a business perspective. And um, after a year of maternity leave, 
past, um, I'm still here. <laughs> so, <laughs> and no plans to go back to banking. <laughs> that is excellent. Well, one of the things that I learned from a conversation that we had, uh, I think it was last week sometime, is that, Mike, you you said you have a radio background, but you've been in radio since you were 15. Is that right? 13, actually. <laughs> 13. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I've been uh, I've been doing radio uh, voluntarily when I first got started. Then local radio, working up to uh, working at national talk radio in the in the UK, my homeland. Uh, and I've I've been all round in radio, so really that's my my background. But now to be able to do uh, music production and audio production on a larger scale around the world, and, and working with podcasters, I mean that's the thing that really excites me right now. It's like it's the new media, it's the emerging. I call it the new radio. So for me, it's it's very exciting. Now you you started out at thirteen. If you don't mind asking, uh, if if you don't mind me asking, how old are you today? Uh, 31. All right. So you've been doing, you did radio there for quite some time. When did you decide to start, you know, selling your voice via the internet uh, from your bedroom? That all started in 2004. And it was actually a conversation over uh, dinner with a close friend of mine. Uh, and I was actually talking to him with my British accent saying, oh, I wonder if I, I could make my voice sell in America. I thought, how would I break it, you know, into America? How would I make that happen? And he said, well, why don't you just put up a website, you know, and put a PayPal button up there and see whether anyone will buy it. Uh, so I set up this website and the, the penny dropped when I got my first sale. And it was from the United States. And I was like, this is amazing. You know, Wow. But I also want to add that Mike had always a fixation with America, you see. So when, well, back then in 2004, he was determined that he's going to live and work in the States. So (laughs) that was his gateway. (laughs) Yeah. And once that happened, it developed organically from there. And I moved the website along and started to put more products on it. Uh, And as I noticed an interest in there being, you know, uh, these kind of products selling online, we, we sort of developed it. And Isabella has come in and made it even better. (laughs) <laughs> well, I tell you, the, the, obviously here in the States, I think we all have a fascination with the British accent. It's one of my favorite accents out of all of them. And and I always wanted to learn how to speak with a Cockney accent because I always like how they never pronounce their T's like it's going to get better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's all right, me old mate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, so anyway, so you started this website. And when did you decide this could be a something you could pursue full time? How long had you had the website website up with the PayPal button uh, before you said, you know what, Mike, I'm going to stay home and do this full time? Well, it pretty much, um, it went gradually to that stage. Um, it started probably around 2009. Um, when Mike was still doing some freelance work for radio stations, but majority of the time he was committing was actually to Music Radio Creative. So that's when it started. However, it kicked off full time for us, really, in October, was it 2011? It would have been, yeah. 2011, and that's when I came back home for the last time (laughs) from London and we just sat down and we had a, a long conversation. You took a look at the website and you said, Mike, this is a great product you've got here, but you've got no business sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's essentially how it was. And that's how it started. So I guess 2011, October 2011, yeah. which is fairly recently if you think about it. But that's that was our big milestone. And that's when we both sat down and said, OK, now both of us, we are doing here full time. And before that, I was hopping from radio station to radio station. We were moving 
across the UK, really. We were down in the south of England, then we moved up to Manchester and went all around uh, following these, what I thought at the time were my dream radio gigs, uh, when really, I guess, it was that, you know, working for somebody else never really kind of clicked with me. And then finally to be able to work together and, and set up this business. Now we, we have freedom, independence to live where we like. So we live on the Isle of Wight, which is a tiny little island. Yeah, I want you to expand on that. Kind of tell the story if you kind of remember how you told me the other day, because I think it's it's fascinating about how many people live there and stuff like that. Tell Tell, tell my audience about that. It's a population of uh, 130,000 people, so it's not a small place, but it's disconnected from the mainland uh, by an hour's ferry, so uh, it's quite distant. But everyone says, well, does everything work there? <laughs> we get the post the next day, uh, or everything sanitary is here, you know, water, electricity. Um, but it's a wonderful place. With uh, We've got a beach just five minutes from where we live. We've got a forest up the road. We've got wonderful cliff walks as well, and it's great for the little one as well. Yeah, I, w- I will actually reverse a little bit from that because before we decided that we will move to the Isle of Wight, I think it's important to say that in October 2011, we took a massive gamble. Um, and actually, you know, it's as, as sad as it is, some of our family, they were saying, well, you're crazy. Are you going mm-hmm. to make this work? You've got a baby due in two months. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing moving to this <laughs> island? <laughs> but we just went for it you know this this is the kind of personalities we've got we just go for what we we feel is right for us and, and our family so, so we've just done it and we always had that fixation in our heads that we want a place where we just can relax you know we can if we can run the business from wherever we yeah. want then we might as well make tick every single box and i have to say it's actually thanks to podcasting that really we have the life today that we do. And I think you'd go along with that, isn't it? Oh, you? yeah, definitely. I mean, you've started to, to listen to different podcasts and it gave you the inspiration and, yeah. and you wanted to be a free man of, you know, um, everything that ties you into one place. And Lifestyle design was a, was a big <laughs> phrase with me <laughs> last year. So. Our family got sick of it really after a while. <laughs> Over in this, okay, guys, okay, and yeah. but um, but no, we're we're really happy to be where we are right now, and you know we're looking to yeah. just improve what we're doing every day. Well, I, I love that. It makes me want to. It makes me want to move my family over to the UK and and live on the Isle of Wight. And just the the way you explained it, that that you know, it's like well, most people don't come here to live with their families, stuff like that, because there's really not a lot of work here. But the internet bandwidth's great, and so if you have an internet based business, it's a great place. And uh, it doesn't. It's it's cost effective. It is, and it's two hours from well, two and a half hours from London. So if we want to fly somewhere like to Vegas, you know, we're just it's hopping possible. on the ferry, yeah. <laughs> on the motorway, and there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all possible. Well, I love it, and and one of the things that I I just want to say. Uh, in this interview, in this in this conversation that we're having, that that I can express uh, to folks who are listening the importance of attending something like a new media expo or a conference where you can go and network with others. Here's here's the situation. I threw out a long time ago. I can't even remember how long ago it was that I was looking to build my podcast answer man referral network. Little did I know that one little mention of me building a referral network would, you know, get about 90 people emailing me all their products and services that they thought my community would be interested in. And out of those 80 or 90 responses, Mike and Isabella Isabella were actually two people who had reached out to me and says, hey, we have a product that you might be interested in. And, you know, as sad as I am to admit it today, you were just one out of 80 to 90 emails. 
and and you and I love the fact that you guys were persistent. You guys were very persistent, and and every couple of weeks I would get another email. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? And it's like I'm still really busy. It's going to be another three to six weeks before I get back to this. And and uh, you know, it was the ones who were persistent that finally I did get through and and uh, get added. It wasn't, however, until I met you guys in person at New Media Expo yeah. that that I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are real human beings, and you have a story. You're, I, I, I immediately fell in love with you guys. I mean, you're just absolutely awesome to to just talk with, hang out with. Your your mindset was very much like my mindset, and and it's just like. Wow, I really like these guys, and uh, I I kind of immediately invited you up to my little private, um, you know, ma- podcast mastermind meeting gathering meetup that we were having in my suite, and I'm like, I don't do that very often. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. That was brilliant, and and thank you so much for that, Cliff. I mean, we we really we saw an opportunity to to meet many amazing people yeah. at the NMX but you know the, the the true reason really was was you we really wanted to connect with you as you know we've been trying to reach out to you for a while and we thought it's it's brilliant to to actually you know try that place why not and the new media expo was fantastic as well we had a great time there and it's funny how i listen to so many podcasts and pretty much 90% of them are all from the United States. So it's the place to go, Las Vegas, and, and meet all of these people. And they they become your your idols, your heroes. Uh, well, they certainly did in my eyes after the last year or so of you know listening to all of these podcasts and, and getting great information from them. Absolutely. And, and, and so I just want to stress to everybody out there, if you are thinking, man, I just can't afford to go to these conferences and stuff like that. I, I get an email all the time saying, you know, do you think it's going to be worth the value if I pay to travel to this? It's like, listen, only you can make it worth the value. But I can tell you right now, my own philosophy is it's not about going and sitting in the sessions, although you should sit in the sessions if you're coming to mine. Uh, but <laughs> but really, when I go to conferences, I don't spend a lot of time in sessions. I spend a lot of time networking with the people that are there. And it's always it, I always come away from any conference that I go to with new relationships that just naturally propel myself personally and professionally to a whole new level. And I feel like that that happened with you guys. I, it's just like, wow, I just I just really felt connected to you once we had this conversation. So w- during our meetup, we got to talking about, you know, the the products and services that you had offer that you offer. I had been on your website and looked around and, and browsed around. But again, at the time, you were just a name to me, not not really somebody that I had a relationship with yet. But mm-hmm. as we got to start talking about this um the the services you offered i i started to ask questions well you know I, i'll tell you what here's here's if you want to i i'd love to test out and see what kind of work that you do i have this cruise coming up and i need to create a commercial for it but i simply don't have time i hate sitting down trying to think of the wording and stuff like that and then isabella you tell me that you actually are really <laughs> great at copywriting so tell me about the copywriting and how did you get into that well, <laughs> that's actually a very interesting thing. Um, I actually never knew I had it in me. I, I genuinely never did. Um, and I will also mention I'm actually um, originally Polish, so I'm, I'm not British, I'm Polish. And I've been only living in the UK for, what, six years? Um, so um, my first language, language is Polish, but um, I've just, as soon as I started to, to work with, with my Con Music Radio Creative, we had so many people, mainly DJs or radio stations, saying, 
come on, just, you know, can you help me, give me some ideas and, and all of that. And I just started going and I just said, okay, you know, this could work, that could work. And people were always coming back and saying, wow, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And, you know, we, we've noticed that it, it really increased um, the number of interest and people who actually converted through our website so dramatically. So that's how it started. And I just, you know, went from one DJ to the radio station and then sort of gradually progressed, started to write different commercials and things like that. And here I am, <laughs> loving it, absolutely loving it. So with, with every single script, it's just kind of a story that I have to put in my head. And if a customer will give me a brief or, you know, just roughly tell me what he or she wants, um, I will obviously do research, you know, listen or watch whatever they want to, to try to achieve. And then I will write my own story in my head and then try to put it back on a paper. So... And Isabella is very good at uh, taking uh, an idea or a, a page worth of script and cutting out all of the fluff and saying, right, that needs to go, that needs to go, that yeah. needs to go. That's the message we need to get across and just putting it all across in, in a very short script. So, for instance, if you're creating a, a podcast promo or an intro, there are maybe only uh, there should be only one key message uh, in every audio production, really, yeah. that you create. And you're just fantastic at doing that. So oh, thank you. <laughs> you, you. I will tell you, you are a natural because here, here's the situation. I had been this this cruise commercial, the commercial to do the promo for our GSPN.TV community cruise had been on my to do list forever. And it's been something I've put off. And then I came up with an idea. Actually, I went to my travel consultant who's actually doing all of our travel arrangements for the cruise and asked him if he could propose something. And I'm like, eh, that's not what I was looking for, but it's got the details. And so I sent it to a friend of mine that works at Disney and uh, and she looked at it and I'm like, eh, this this is okay. Maybe I'll work, you know, I'll, I'll just take this and eventually I'll set aside some time with Stephanie and we'll work this out and come up with a good script so I could send it off to my VA, my voiceover guy. And so I, I shared all of this with you guys in Vegas and I said, and then you told me you're really good at doing scripts and you said, well, send me what you have and I'll work on it. And of course, did I send it to you? No, <laughs> of course not. I'm too busy. Ain't nobody got time for that. If you listen to previous episodes, I just don't have time to do that. And so what happened was just like out of the blue, it was just maybe a week after New Media Expo. And all of a sudden I get an email saying, hey, Cliff, I just wanted to let you know, I, I looked at your cruise website and I came up with this and I'm going to play this. And, and folks heard it for the first time last week, but I'm going to play this right here. This summer, join Cliff and Stephanie and the GSPN.TV community for the dream cruise of a lifetime. A four-night cruise to the Bahamas on board the Disney Dream Cruise Ship. With many exciting features and plenty to do for both adults and kids. Enjoy the world's first onboard water coaster, the Aqueduct. Become a detective and solve mysteries with enchanted art. Spend the whole day on a private island. Watch magical fireworks from the ship. See Disney-style shows with all the characters and much, much more. <laughs> we are planning to make this community event the magical experience of a lifetime. For booking details, head to gspn.tv slash cruise. All right, and I must tell you, I heard that and I was blown <laughs> away. <laughs> It's like, I'm pleased. So, so okay. It's like so we met in in New Media at, in Vegas at New Media Expo, and I'm like, I really like these guys, and I and it's like, okay, I've heard a couple of the you know the samples on the website. They're they're pretty good. I mean, yeah, okay. But then I got this, and I'm like, 
wow. I, I mean, <laughs> literally, my chin dropped. It's like this is I didn't I didn't give you guys anything, and you came <laughs> up with that, and it was just. And by the way, Mike, was that you that did the goofy voice? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, we've got a character voice. He's uh, he's actually based in America. But yeah. uh, no, I can't do impressions to save my life. <laughs> okay. But I, I just, the, the fact that you guys wrote the script, you came up with all of the different mm. voice parts, you wrote exact, I mean, all of that, yeah. I literally had zero input. <laughs> That's right. That was what came out. And Isabella, when she's writing the script as well, uh, she not only writes writes put the word puts the words down on paper, but she also hears the sound effects and what voice is going to work best as well. So it's like choosing the voices that will work, like our character voice and the epic movie trailer voice that we had at the start and the finish. Yeah. And, and uh, should we have voice. some seagulls here and a splash when we're talking about the water slide and all all of that kind of stuff? And you just kind of conjure it up in your head and say it's got to sound <laughs> like this. And and sometimes when I'm producing audio, Isabella will sit over. My my shoulder now and more and more I get this I'm producing something that doesn't sound right turn that bit down and put this in here and uh, you're missing a sound effect here but it's it's all fantastic and also working in in the audio industry you know where you're creating fine bits of audio it's good to have a second pair of ears that can just you know really help refine the product so I love it and and the fact that I mean you guys are really the it's the two of you that are the the music create, uh, radio creative team but you do have other people who ha- are professional voice talent that you hire to to either sing jingles or to do voiceover and and all this other stuff how did that come about Well that's um it simply started with with us um finding first second voice uh, on the website so we well it was firstly mike Connolly. and you you got to say this was a big deal it, it was it only, was yeah. because we we had to we had to go through quite a lot of processes because we had to figure out all the, all, the, all the legal and paperwork stuff so okay how are we going to um get all of those people on board you know what contracts to sign etc um but we once we had that done, um, it just went from, you know, one voice, second, third, and now we are nearly 40 voices. Um, it was amazing. I mean, it's, it's always a journey to find a new voice. I recently have been asked uh, by the client to find a Chinese and Japanese voice artists. And I tell you, <laughs> this is a challenge and a half. And we get applications yeah. every day now for now voice do, artists yes. that want to work with us. But um, not many Japanese and Chinese, so no. that's, that's the next <laughs> challenge for you. Well, well no. I'll tell you what, anybody out there listening, uh, Podcast Answer Man has, I know, Chinese and Japanese listeners, So, uh, right. I, and they're podcasters, so if you guys want to earn a little extra income, where do they go, how do they get in touch with you? Um, they can just simply go to our website, so musicradiocreative.com, and click contact us, and I will certainly get an email um, um, saying that you, you are trying to apply to be one of our voice artists, so definitely yes, please. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll, we'll see if we can't make that happen for you guys. <laughs> Brilliant. Sounds great. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you what, I want to I want to actually share some other examples of some things that you have done um, just to give people an idea of the kind of work that you do. I'm going to play first one of the intros that you played or that you created for a Log Talk podcast, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And here's here's how that uh, intro sounds. Welcome to Law Talk, the podcast from TVP Law, the public services specialist. Coming up, the latest news, views, and features on outsourcing and partnerships in public services. All righty. And so, and then, of course, you guys also have some folks who kind of like do commercial breaks and stuff like that. 
And I yeah. think for Law Talk, you also gave me something where they kind of like either are going to a break or coming back from a break. But this is what it sounds like. You're listening to Law Talk, the legal news podcast from TPP Law, the public services specialist. There you go. And then, uh, of course, another person who was at New Media Expo in Las Vegas this year was Cynthia Sanchez from Oh So Pinteresting. And mm. she's also one of your clients. Is that correct? She is indeed. In fact, we've been working on, on her intro um, just last week, this, last week, this week, really. And um, I've been um, helping her with script um, as well as um, giving some ideas to how to put the audio together. So, And she's starting her podcast very soon. So it's it's going to start with, with a quite nice intro, I and think. And Cynthia's got amazing ideas on Pinterest. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wish I was more active on Pinterest. I'm sure, sure like yourself, Cliff, I've been trying to get in every day now and, and put something up there. But uh, the... The sort of popularity of Pinterest, the rising popularity of Pinterest seems like an amazing thing. It is an extremely amazing thing. And Cynthia is the go-to person uh, person for this. So ohsopinteresting.com, I believe it is. Now, are we allowed to play her intro? I think we are. <laughs> All right. So so it's a little, a little preview of what's to come. So here you go. Welcome to the Oh So Pinteresting podcast with your host, Cynthia Sanchez. All about Pinterest. Tips and tricks, news, interviews with people who got it right, and much, much more. Whether using Pinterest for business or fun, remember, don't just pin it, do it. All right. And you also do a couple of, uh, or you have lots of different services, lots of different things that you can do, but you also have people who can sing and kind oh, of like yeah. do jingles and stuff like that. And one of the, I think, clips that you sent me today just before our call was this one right here. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From podcasting news and reviews. There you go. I love it. <laughs> and, and of course, my favorite one, my favorite one. That you just did. And this, I didn't know this was coming. Uh, you, you sent me a little <laughs> surprise. And this right now is actually my ringtone on my phone. Nice. So here you go. Podcast. It's a man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. You guys rock. So so oh. <laughs> I, I, I am. I am so impressed with what you're doing. And, and I want you guys to tell me, what is your philosophy on audio branding when when i say audio branding what comes to your mind and 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 what thoughts do you have well just imagine you know when when you try to present yourself to someone um usually you do it in a visual way so with podcasters you know you will go for your artwork um or you know just have a logo designed but when you think of the audio it's actually in a way difficult to say what is that, you know, how do I present myself with not you? So that's essentially what it is. It's showing who you are and what you do by using audio. So rather than using images, you use audio to show what you do. And also it's like your calling card. If you've got a good podcast intro or an outro or uh, breaks and audio, the whole audio brand sounds good. When someone discovers you in somewhere like iTunes or Stitcher and plays the first 30 seconds of your podcast, if it's got an amazing intro, I think that that can do wonders maybe for attracting people to, to continue listening. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I do. And one of the things that I've been a proponent of is, you know, for the longest time is actually having your voice be the first thing that people hear. 
Um, and, and I still am. In fact, I, I, if, if I was to actually use a pre-done, uh, pre-scripted and uh, pre-produced audio promo, for example, like what we've just played for some of these other ones, I would still open it up and, and say, Podcast Answer Man, episode number, you know, such and such. And yeah, then yeah. then I would go right in because I still I, I am still a firm believer that when somebody hits play, the first voice they ought to hear is yours. Um, Absolutely. But audio is not only the voice, it's also the music. Yes. So when we say audio branding, it's also the music you play. So what you can do is you can start off with the music playing and then you saying something once you finish, then naturally your interest starts. And choosing the correct music as well, which can be a challenge depending on who your audience is, who you're broadcasting to. Um, you know, what, what should, should I use a rock song? You know, if I've got a, you know, a young podcast or should I use a jazz song if I'm doing something, you know, a different niche? So, Yeah, but at the same time, it can be a little bit of a headache because you can't use any song. You have to make sure you've got right license to do it. So you, you've got to ensure that what you play is actually legally, you know, okay to play without obtaining any further licenses. Exactly. And so one of the things that you and I, or the the three of us got together and talked about is creating some sort of package. Now, people can obviously just go to your website and order one-off different little things and stuff like that. But most of the people who I work with are either, you know, either launching for the very first time their own podcast or they're actually thinking about completely just like taking and scrapping everything and kind of rebranding the whole thing and starting fresh and new or taking things to a whole new level. And to get this just right, it kind of requires that there be some communication between you you guys and the person looking to get this audio branding. Now I can say that I had zero input, but the fact is is there was a couple there were a couple things that happened for you to be able to create a cruise promo that you knew I would like. So number one, you guys had been listening to me for quite some time on my podcast, so you knew a lot about me. Uh, Then in New Media Expo, we did have a conversation. I actually kind of shared with you where I was on it and what I was looking to do, what I hope to do. And of course, I did have an entire sales page for my cruise, which I'm sure is where you went and found all the information about the the cruise ship that we went on, that we're going on, and the details of what's involved in the cruise and, and stuff like that. And you did further research. So so for I, I say that I had zero input, but I did give you guys a lot to work with. Oh, but, absolutely. But we we actually have come together and we are creating an exclusive um, opportunity for podcasters to get their audio branding put together. And I want to know if you guys want to explain what this exclusive package is all about. Well, firstly, the exclusive part is the fact that both Mike and I are going to give um, each of, of the people interested one hour of our time to give an audio branding consultation. So what are we going to do is essentially um, sit down and, well, sit down over Skype, of course, <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, find out who you are, what are you trying to do and or what are you doing already. Um, you know, just get an idea as to what are you looking um, to do with your podcast um, and then we will give you um, some script suggestions. So we will write yep. some scripts for you. Um, music will, selection. Yep. We will select the music um, and, and give you a choice, of course. Um, and essentially, you will end up with 
intro and outro for your podcast as well as um feature jingles so you know if you need any breaks or if you've got a special feature like reviews or uh, maybe special segment um in your podcast you are going to get three of those um jingles to to go with that so you will come out with a full package um that essentially is your audio branding that is amazing so basically they get one hour of your time to communicate, yep. you're going to get a really good feel for exactly what it is they want, what they desire, what kind of music they like, what what their ideas are. And then you are going to put your expert skills in, in creating a script and stuff like that, yep. following up with them with what you've come up with. And then yep. and, and, and in the end, they're going to have their intro, uh, their outro, three jingles that they can use kind of transitions yep. between uh, between different segments on their show if they want that. And yep. all of this, we've negotiated a price for $449. Indeed. And that, my friends, is amazing. By the way, one hour of my time is $300. So basically, you get all of this for $449. Um, they do have some additional things you can add if you want. But really, we wanted to make sure that this package... Um, is all inclusive of really what most podcasters would need. So it is that one hour consult, the sc- all the scripting of everything, the music selection of everything, and it is your intro, your outro, and a couple segment uh, jingles in between. And really, that that is going to take care of you for, and it's four hundred forty nine dollars. And I am thrilled to to actually say that this is a podcast answer man exclusive. It is indeed. And, you know, it's it's only for, for your listeners and for your podcasters, Cliff, um, as uh, we've got a limited amount of time in our diaries, yes. <laughs> as you probably can imagine. Yes. <laughs> so it is exclusively to um, to those people who, who value um, what you do and, and who listen to you. And we're really excited to work with other podcasters because that's that's our passion, really. I mean, my background, obviously, being in radio and we work a lot with DJs as well in the business that we do. But I spend all my time listening to podcasts. So to be working actually with podcasters and helping to design their sound is an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. It is exciting. And and so and one of the things, and I didn't mention this to you guys, but here's the deal. If anybody uses my podcast answer man uh audio branding package with Music Radio Creative, you take your whatever it is, your jingle or whatever, and I will play it on my show. How's Amazing. that? There you go. Wow. <laughs> I will play to just to promote it, to say thank you. Uh you can send me the final product on your intro and and I'll play it in my show. So there you go. Well, I'll tell you, Mike and Isabella, it has been an honor to have you on Podcast Answer Man. I am blessed to call you friends, and I am thrilled about this exclusive offer. And so thank you so much for everything that you guys do. Thank you very much, Cliff. It's it's an absolute pleasure and honor on our part as well. And, uh, you know, we, we've really enjoyed coming on your show. Um, and, uh, well, we look forward to, to see where it all takes us to. Thank you, Cliff. Thank you, guys. And and to kind of take us out of here, I'm actually going to play a commercial that you guys put together for me, and this will conclude our thing. Stay around until after this because we'll say goodbye formally. But for, the, for those of you listening to the podcast here, here's my commercial for this exclusive package. Take the sound of your podcast to the next level. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters. Where voiceovers, audio producers, singers, and musicians bring together their knowledge and talent to you. Podcasting. 
Get a one-hour web meeting with an audio branding specialist to discuss your podcast's exact audio needs. A professional intro and outro for your podcast. Plus, three jingles that you can use to transition between segments. Introduce interviews, features, and more. And more. The Podcast Answer Man audio branding package from just $449. Exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio. All right, my friends, we have Eric J. Fisher, our social media correspondent here at PodcastAnswerMan.com and GSPN.TV. Eric, what is going on with this new Facebook graph search? Well, it's brand new. As of about two days ago, Facebook, they don't do often, they don't do uh, you know major announcements, but this was one of them. So people were wondering what they were going to come out with. And according to Mark Zuckerberg, this is the... Graph search is the third pillar of the Facebook ecosystem. What are the first two pillars? Uh, the timeline profiles and the newsfeed. Okay. So this, by the way, I had never even heard of this thing until you emailed me just a couple days ago and saying, hey, Cliff, I think that uh, and we should scrap what we were going to talk about and talk about this instead. And I, I literally, outside of you sending me emails, I had not heard about it. And then all of a sudden now it's just like all over Mashable. It's all over. Everybody's talking about this graph search. So I guess if we want to, you said there's a video somewhere online. Where can people find out? What's the best resource for finding out what Facebook graph search is all about? Well, the probably the best place to find out and, and even to go watch this video that we're going to play the audio of, which really explains it, is facebook.com slash about slash graph search. All right. And what we're going to do here now, by the way, Eric is very familiar with this story. He's been following it. I've been kind of following the whole podcasting patent thing and, you know, launching podcasting A to Z. And I've been, you know, crazy busy catching up from Vegas, but I'm completely unaware. I mean, I don't, I still don't even know what graph search is. And I'm going to be learning with our community right now from you, Eric, and also from Mark Zuckerberg and company from Facebook. We're going to play this video. This is about a three minute and 19 second audio or video. And Eric said, you said that's uh, very descriptive and and probably will be very helpful to us. Is that correct? Yeah. It explains not just what it is, but kind of the, the why behind their installing this into the system. Excellent. I'm going to mute both you and myself for three minutes, 19 seconds. Mark Zuckerberg, take it away. There are a few pillars of the Facebook ecosystem, and one is newsfeed, right? It's you you show up, and you could just see all the stuff that is important that's happening recently with your friends. Another pillar has been timeline, right? Each person um, can share whatever they want with whomever they want on, on Facebook, and your timeline is your place where you can curate everything that you want to show up about you, and it's just everything about you in one place. And graph search is going to be another pillar that's like that. So there's really simple things that people want to do. They want to find all the photos they've liked. They want to find all the photos of two particular people, um, all the photos of their family. They want to find all of their friends who live in a particular city because they're going to visit there. And those are really hard things to find right now. You have to go to a bunch of different pages. You have to piece all this stuff together. And now it's easy. You know, you just, you can say what you want and you get the results. 
And in web search, uh, it's very often the case that you know, if you do a search for you know Apple and I do a search for Apple, we're basically going to get the same results. Um, maybe I'll get like slightly more technical results based on you know Apple computer, and maybe you might care about the fruit a little bit more. But they're not that different from each other. Whereas um, on Facebook, when you do the same searches, we get completely different sets of results because of the depth of personalization that we do. The, the types of questions that we can solve are are kind of the, the slightly nuanced and social questions that you wouldn't typically think to ask um, of a search engine that you wouldn't typically think that the internet could solve for. Um, there's a lot to be said for taste, like what movie should I go and see? Um, what bands might I like based on the friends that I have? Well, I had a toothache the other day, and um, so I'm relatively new to the area, so I didn't have a dentist. And looking up dentists that my friends liked. Was really awesome because I knew I was going to go to someone who knew what they were doing, which she did. It's interesting because you know most people today don't think about Facebook as a place to discover places where they could go eat or, or things that they could go do.、Um, but with this product, I mean, that's just it's so it's so natural to be able to do that. In the past, Facebook has really been primarily about、uh, mapping out and staying in touch with and communicating with the people you already know in the real world. But now. We're building a product that can also be used to finding people you maybe should know, people who have common interests, people you want to work with. You can find friends of friends who have common interests, friends of friends who are interested in ballroom dancing or in running or hiking. And in many ways, what this will do is is make your community feel a bit smaller, make the world feel a bit smaller. Today, we're really just starting off with a few basic types of things that you can search for:、um, people, photos, places. Um, pages for businesses, and that's just the start. We wanted to get this out as early as possible so we could get feedback from users, iterate, make the product better, and get it to a point where we can launch this to everyone. We just view this as a project that we're going to be working on for years and years to come. But、um, as it gets more complete, it's just going to be this amazing resource for you know a lot of people around the world to use. Alrighty, is that it? That's it. Wow, that went by fast. So、yes. the first thing that came to my mind, and I typed this in the chat room. So Facebook is trying to become the brand new version of Angie's List and Yelp. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, that's that's kind of how that's working. Honestly, so for those who don't know, Angie's List. Are you are you familiar with Angie Angie's List? Yeah, it's it's like a.、Uh, Well, it's it's honestly, it's almost like Yelp for businesses. Yeah. So if I in wanted, a way, he he mentioned, you know, so I guess this Lars guy or whatever, he's like, man, my tooth was aching and I needed a dentist, and I searched on Facebook, and it's gonna tell me, you know, who all, the, you know, all the pages of dentists that my friends like, and I'm, I'm gonna find one of those close to me, and by golly, I'm gonna go to the one that gets the most likes and highest rated reviews. So, so that's very much like what Angie's List does. Now, I've heard a lot about Angie's List. I've thought about using Angie's List. I need a kind of just like a handyman to come and do a couple little things around the house that I don't have time for, and I want to hire somebody. But I got onto Angie's List, and it's like, man, I have to pay for these reviews. And I'm like,、eh, I'm not opposed to paying for reviews and stuff like that to get somebody, you know, to get a good recommendation and referral. But I just didn't have time to actually sit down and try to figure out how Angie's List works. But It sounds to me like Facebook wants to be this open platform where you can go and easily find that information down the road, and could be a great competitive、uh, advantage for them. And then, of course,、uh, he, he, somebody else says, you know, this could be a great place to find a, you know, a, a place to eat by the recommendations or likes of your friends 
and the restaurants that they like. So that's very much Yelp, right? Yep. And it's and it's not just, you know, crowdsourced, it's your crowd sourced. Right. So it's the people you're connected with. What if yeah. you're somebody on Facebook that only has like 80 friends? I mean, does this stuff still work? Well, it's got to work, but I think probably it's going to vary depending upon. I mean, here's the thing to think about. Say you're, well, I don't even, I'm not even going to guess at what an average user has friends wise. But if you have a very small group of people, it's really going to matter more based on the people the people you you would let into your circles or you trust, et cetera. I mean, I could have 5,000 friends, but that's going to skew the data the other way, possibly where I'm not really connected to them very closely. I just have a lot of random friends uh, with a smaller, with, you know, a couple. In other words, in that 5,000, I've got a couple different rings of how close those people are friend-wise. And same thing could be said of somebody who has like 80 friends. They could still have, you know, 25 core people and then a bunch of fringe people and that be it and and their data could still be just as good or just as bad based on how much you actually trust your friends recommendations really so so is this is this open now can i go and and graph search something no it's not um what you have to do is and where'd that where'd it go here it is there's a it's if you go to newsroom.fb.com there is a a link, or if you go all the way down to the bottom, I believe you click something. Anyway, I clicked into, you know, as soon as the beta's open, let me in and all that kind of stuff. They're rolling it out soon. Okay, so um, I'm at newsroom.fb.com and I see highlights and it says introducing graph search beta. So yes. You click on that and probably somewhere down in here, there's there's a place for you to sign up, I guess. I'm not going to really worry about this. I figure... You it'll know, roll out when it rolls out. Yeah, that's how I'm going to deal with this. I'll just... When it rolls out, it'll roll out. But, but so actually, we don't know anybody that's actually even tried this yet. Right. And I don't know how much I'll help I'm going to be to anybody because as I shared previously, I, I went in and unliked everything on Facebook. Yeah. However, the, the one thing I'll say is that when you uh, have have gone to a place like for example i think even though you've probably you've unliked everything i'm sure there's enough data somewhere in your facebook profile for people that are looking for some place that say a certain mexican restaurant that does a lot of high quality food that you frequent often and if you're not following you should already know that that i'm talking about chipotle that uh there's got to be evidence that that you've mentioned it a, n- a number of times about how much you love it. Yeah, but I I, so. I would just judging from what I heard in the video, my assumption, and of course we all know what happens when you assume, but my assumption is not that it's when I mention a company because I'm not tagging Chipotle whenever I mention them. Um, all, right. All I'm doing is textually adding the word Chipotle and maybe a picture of Chipotle, but I'm not even usually tagging the place and and stuff like that. Um, so. If I don't like Chipotle, I would assume that there are algorithms pulling from our likes, the things that we're liking, the brand. You know, if the Chipotle fan site or fan page says something and I like it, it it kind of pulls that into the graph. Yeah. I mean, it's going to definitely have more weight, I assume, for you to check into a Chipotle on Facebook or through Foursquare to Facebook or to post a picture of your Chipotle burrito bowl uh, at Facebook, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if you're not, I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, though, think about it. The, the way I'm looking at this is it's not some huge 
right here, right now, game changer for social networking or Facebook itself. However, it's an inclination of where things are going and have been going specifically to word of mouth marketing. Right. Where, you know, like if, if, so for example, let's take this to podcasting. If I were to go to Facebook and say, hey, I'm looking for some new podcasts. I'm caught up on all the ones that I listen to regularly. What do you recommend? And I could post that and people could go and maybe see that and post their recommendations. However, if I were to go to graph search when it was working, I assume anytime anybody mentioned a podcast or liked a podcast's page or things like that or shared a link about one, that that would automatically just show up in the search. And I wouldn't even need to go initially to my and make a Facebook post about it. Right. So it's it's word of mouth search, so to speak. Well, it's still too soon, I guess, to tell whether or not this is going to be valuable to us. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg seems to think it is. He talked about the three pillars, as you mentioned, the news feed. I agree. The news feed is huge with Facebook. I love my timeline. Um, absolutely am thrilled with the the layout and the feel of the timeline. I think the news feed and the timeline are the two most valuable things that Facebook has to offer. And he's saying that this new graph search is going to be the third pillar, the third equivalently or equally as important function and feature of Facebook in the future moving forward. You know, he seems to to have a lot of weight behind it as far as his endorsement. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. If you guys want to learn more, go to facebook.com slash about slash graph search. Now, Eric, I did go through and um, I saw Mashable was talking about this like crazy this week, how Facebook graph search could disrupt online dating. So yeah, that's interesting. Any thoughts on that? I think that, you know, part of it is not just finding, you know, products or uh, services. It's about finding people. Part of it is, is if I were to say, uh, you know, show me people in my area, it'll, it starts to show that it starts to show their Facebook profiles. And, and previously, I don't think this has actually been something that's been very easy to do on Facebook. I personally, well, duh, I'm married, so I'm not doing this. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but I don't know that any single people that I know in the area are going to type into Facebook and say, you know, show me people in a 50-mile radius or smaller or larger or whatever, and then start looking through Facebook profiles for potential dates. But right. maybe, here's the thing, maybe that then changes when you consider the fact that you could filter it to show friends of friends and just go one ring out from the people you already know and see if you can meet people that are already friends with your friends, which may give them some credibility as potentially dateable material. Right. I don't know. You know, this whole announcement makes me think of this. (laughs) (laughs) I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. I went on Facebook Open Graph. <laughs> and in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the 
<laughs> anyway, so the, uh, the future of Facebook, online yeah. dating. Anyway, of course, that's, you know, the whole uh, social network movie was uh, very much focused on how that was a very key uh, idea is is letting people know with the relationship status who's available to mm-hmm. get together. That's true, too, to filter that out. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, so let's see here. The next one, the next article says analysts are unimpressed with Facebook graph search. So I guess these are the people who are uh, talking about what this might do to Facebook's stock and and stuff like that. But it says here, Facebook's stock closed down by nearly 3% on Tuesday and quickly dropped below $30 a share in early trading Wednesday. The stock had been on a nice run this month, in part due to the anticipation for the company's big press announcement yesterday. But they did not get the Facebook phone that some were hoping for. Yeah, that was one of the rumors that we were going to get a Facebook phone, which, my opinion, I just don't have any interest in, especially from Facebook. I'm happy with my iPhone 5. There we go. But, uh, yeah, I think one of the things that people have said is that ultimately this still comes down to, as good or as bad as it may be, it's still just a site search. And, you know, that's really what they've revamped or are rolling out a revamp of their how to search Facebook's site and what's available there. It's just it's going to now incorporate word of mouth. And the third article I found on Mashable is, uh, it says, Hey, Facebook, rename graph search with one of these suggestions. Uh, It says, Facebook launched on Wednesday a smarter way to search on the site, allowing you to make complex queries to filter through friend friend networks and public profiles on the site. Although it's a huge step forward for the company, we aren't feeling the name of the internal search system. Uh, Which, by the way, because Facebook is really big for the whole open graph, and I think I even just said that in my fake little lyric with the new song uh so i immediately i when i think of facebook and i hear the word graph i think of open graph right right so this is actually graph search Mm -hmm. and and the word graph really means nothing to me i mean you and i were joking before we hit the record button you actually you brought it up that that facebook came out with this new paper with lines on it yep so I, I'm thinking graphing paper. But anyway, uh, so it says um, Facebook graph search snooze. It's all, it's also clunky and it's definitely not user friendly. Uh, let's see here. The name refers to the commodity used tech term social graph, which includes each Facebook user's friends and followers network. But Facebook members are consumers more than they are tech experts, developers and marketers. So the name is way too technical for the t- typical user. It's been reported that Facebook team has referred to it as browse instead of graph search, but it went with the latter in the days leading up to the launch. So we're asking you, dear readers, if you could consider, if you could rename Facebook graph search, what name would you pick? Vote below. So here are the options. Smart search, Facebook search, search, Facebook find, search face, <laughs> the creepy bar, trapper keeper, and F that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you check to see what the poll results are, is the top result. <laughs> that, I'm voting for it right now. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's funny. The creeper bar. The creeper bar. Well, I, I thought it should be the creepy bar. But anyway, uh, yeah, th- th- yeah, it'll be graph, interesting. Open graph. I mean, if I were to say to you, hey, Cliff, open graph, you're like, huh? And that's generally what people are going to say unless they are... Well, I. 
you and I, I know what open well, graph is. Open right. graph is where I can actually be logged into Facebook and I can go anywhere and log in mm-hmm. with my open graph login credentials and easily log into another site or service with my profile. Yes. At least that's what I think it is. That is what it is. And so then to take open graph and say, well, now we're going to have you search the graph. I'm like, what? Why would I search? I don't know what searching a graph means. Yeah. So anyway, random person on the street. So yeah, Facebook search makes a whole lot more sense. It's like, We've updated Facebook search to do, blah, 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 you know, do all this stuff. That's but, what it should have been. But the thing is, there's already a Facebook search thing at the top of my thing. It says search for people, places, and things. And how, you know, is it any different than what that is? Why do they have to even call it something different? Why don't they just say, hey, we've improved our Facebook search and now it includes this? Yep. Anyway. And a little pop up the first time you go or second time you go to the site and. It just says, hey, we've improved this. Here's what. Click for more or ignore. Normally, I would say this is too soon to really even talk about here in a segment for social media uh, for uh, Podcast Answer Man. But the fact that he's saying Mark Zuckerberg is saying this is equivalent in our focus on the new as it is for the news feed and your timeline. And this is the third of three pillars. Um, I figured it's important to bring it here. And I'm, I'm very thankful, Eric, that you've brought it up and uh I continue to value your con- constant and consistent updating of, of social media news around the world and bringing it to us here at the gspn.tv and Podcast Answer Man community. Thank you. Any Anything else you want to plug this week? How's your how's your podcast going? Beyond the to-do list.com? Right now, we are actually in between season one and season two. Uh-huh. Season. I wouldn't be productive if I didn't take a little break. And so we are gearing up for season two, which means if you have not yet listened to season one, now's the time to catch up. There's an awesome cliffhanger. No. Um, go back and listen to the first, you know, what is it, 19 interviews, something like that. And, you know, that's one of the things. Do you find this that sometimes people, I mean, I know you've said this many times on Podcast Answer Man before, where every single episode may be someone's first episode and then they go back through all the past episodes. Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of those instances where, hey, there's not new episodes being added right this second. And so if you've never taken a chance to check out beyond the to-do list.com, go check it out now. You can easily get caught up and I've got some great guests lined up for season two starting February 1st. Excellent. Eric, thank you for everything. We'll have you back on here very soon to talk about more social media news. And well, my friends, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Podcast Answer Man. Just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode. A reminder, I I am going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, February 11th through the 13th for the Platform Conference, platformconference.tv. Use promo code CLIFF in the cart there. You'll get $100 off. Don't forget about our Nashville meetup on Tuesday, February 12th. Pat Flynn and I are hosting a meetup together at the Fido place where they have all kinds of fun stuff. It's just going to be a great time. If you want to sign up for that, podcastanswerman.com slash Nashville will take you to that Facebook event. And then, of course, don't forget, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego this April 7th, 8th, and 9th. The link for that is gspn.tv slash social media. And, of course, if you want to sign up for that audio branding package, just head over to podcastanswerman.com 
slash audio. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash audio. And I think that that's going to wrap it up here. I just want to also say real quickly, thank you to the folks behind lifeinthefatherandson.com. They used my affiliate link for Bluehost signing up. And as you guys know, I do get a very generous commission when you use my affiliate link for Bluehost. So thank you for that. If you want to learn how I feel about website hosting, media hosting for your podcast, head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. Well, that's a lot of notes there for you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed weekend. I will be back again next week with more on how we can take your podcast, our production, not just our show, but everything we do in life to the next level. God bless.